People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode five (laughs) during quarantine. Can you believe it? Julie, I have no concept of days, hours, weeks. Everything is just blended together. Yeah, the only way to know, for us at least, what how much time has even passed is by how many podcasts we've recorded. Yeah, it's like the only thing that's been keeping me sane, I feel like, you know? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So as you guys know, um, we typically do two episodes a week, but in light of everything going on, people have been really wanting more content. So we've been trying to deliver it when it seems fitting. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that when Love is Blind came out, we were on that bandwagon. And personally, I have never (laughs) connected to a show the way that I connected to Love is Blind, right? That's an incredibly accurate statement. Yeah. Like I just was obsessed with it. And I found this kind of insatiable like appetite for Love is Blind content right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we both loved it. Like even Isabel was like so quickly on the bandwagon too, I think before me even, but for you, it was like, you don't watch TV. So this is like a whole new world for you. Oh, this is a whole new world for me. So while we're here in quarantine, I was thinking like, okay, what can we do to like, I don't know, just to make more, (laughs) to make more love is blind content. And Basically what this episode is going to be, it's like a Love is Blind mega bonus episode. So we interviewed Nick and Vanessa, Giannina and Elsie. And what you're going to hear is bits and pieces from the interviews. None of them are really the full thing. You may hear some of them come in mid-interview. A lot of that is honestly because of the audio difficulties that we're having. <laughs> it's the Surgeon General's warning. We have to give it. You know, we have to just warn you guys. I know this, the audio quality isn't what it normally is, but... We are doing the best we physically can, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so first up is Nick and Vanessa, who we've kind of become friendly with them over DM, but we didn't act. This is the first time I think we spoke to them on the phone. So it was, they're they're great. They were like a lot of fun. Um, And I don't know, I had the time of my life. If you would have told me a month ago that when I was watching Giannina storm away in her wedding dress, that I would have been interviewing her about her sex life with Damien, I would have told you you were lying. Oh my God. You never would have believed me if I told you that. Never, truly never. Um, so yeah, we'll just cut, we'll play all the different interviews and um, we will, Julie and I will pop in in between to kind of debrief. Again, apologies in advance for the audio, but we had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we'll catch you guys right after Nick and Vanessa. 
So we kind of just wanted to start with, you know, we, as well as the rest of the world, have become so fascinated with this show. And I guess the first question is kind of like, did you guys expect for this to blow up in the way that it did? I mean, I think the easy answer to that is no. I mean, we, I remember being on, on set. We were shooting in Atlanta, and, and Vanessa and I would do like a full day on set with everybody, and then we'd get back to the hotel at night and literally sit in the, in the you know, hotel bar and have a, have a drink at the end of the day. And we found ourselves just talking about it so much and talking about all the different things that happened during the day. And I remember thinking to myself, if we're this interested in talking about it after we've worked on it all day, then I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty pretty exciting for the viewer to watch, but I don't think anyone anyone expected this. It's been crazy. Well, what's crazy is <clears throat> obviously there's 10 episodes. Uh, honestly, like this, just season one could probably be like 10 seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, people don't get that it was shot in fall of 2018, and, you know, we talked with Netflix and um, Kinetic, who produced the show, and they had like thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of footage because they didn't know what the show was going to become. If it's a scripted show, then you, you know your, your beginning, middle, and end. But this wasn't. This was truly an experiment, which I use loosely, but um, <laughs> that we wanted to follow this journey with people. And we didn't know. I remember like week two, we're like, we hope we get proposals. And then week like five, we're like, we hope you know, someone says yes at the altar and someone like we just we kept hoping that all these things would happen, but none of it was scripted. So I was during the first two weeks with just the women and Nick was with just the men. So Nick and I would obviously get ready together. And then it was literally like, bye, babe, bye, babe, because they had them, no pun intended, but like quarantined in separate parts <laughs> of this. Right. Um, uh, and this, um, this studio. Was yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia. And so literally I would spend the entire day, like hours, like six hours without Nick and vice versa. And we would text each other. And then that night we would go to the bar, like he said, and this is actually when I started drinking um, old fashioned. Like, do you guys know what those are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. Everybody knows. I don't ever want to assume people don't, some people don't drink, but he loves bourbon. I'll, you know what? I'm in Atlanta. I'm going to try one. And it was so good. So it became our thing. We would sit down at the bar we get old fashioned and we would talk. I'm like, okay, so Lauren told me this today. And, you know, G told me this today. And, oh, my gosh, Amber said this. Did you see that? And he's like, she said, what? Because this is what Barnett said. And so we were actually kind of in the middle of it while it was going on because he didn't see both sides, just like the viewer, I guess. Um, and what is a bummer is that I get people's frustration with not being able to see all of the footage and all of the dates. And I mean, I think in episode one, you've already got a proposal, but if you think about how many people there to, to everyone's knowledge. Now there were two other couples that got engaged. You just don't, we can't have that many camera crews because every single person had their own little crew that followed them around. And that was their audio and their video and their, you know, their line producer that was making sure we had all these moments and that we saw them because when they're sifting through thousands of hours of footage, they need to know what they've got. So um, there, yeah. was, there was so much, you know, so much footage and so much editing that had to be done. I think that's the, the other thing that we, you know, we, we spent a lot of time with, we, on my side with the guys and on Vanessa's side with the girls. We spent a lot of time, a lot of interviews, you know, a lot of stuff that, that ended up not necessarily making the air. But we were so, you know, ingrained in the, in the process. And you don't get to see all that because I think in the end, it just, there wasn't time to Vanessa's point. You don't want to see us. You want to see their love story. Who cares about us? Well, no, it's, I would have watched the whole show of you guys catching each other up at the bar, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's <laughs> it's <laughs> Do that. You know what? If there's a season two, we'll make sure to like Instagram live our bar conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Seriously, yes. That needs to be. Its, oh my god, from your mouth to God's ears, that needs to be its own. Set. <laughs> that would have been, that been gold. You know, when we we spoke to some of the other contestants, we spoke to Janina. Um, and Elsie, and they were talking actually about how you guys were so, so, so involved in the process because when we were watching the reunion and everybody felt, it seemed at least from, you know, watching that everybody felt so connected to you. And like you said, we didn't get to see that. So I just love hearing it from your perspective that you guys were really in, like you were in the nitty gritty kind of with them. But it was great though. And how Chris um, at Kinetic did it, it on one hand, like, so from mine and Nick's perspective, I guess as well the host, we, we're just kind of the connected tissue, but back to what Nick said, there's so much, there were so many beats that when it's cut together at the end of the day, we're trying to give the best uh, piece of us to explain what's going on, but without inundating you with our conversations or our, it's all about their actual love story and their, their ride. But yeah, there were a lot, we talked to them after every pod date. We talked to them before each proposal. We were actually in those little rooms holding them, grabbing them, breathing with them, talking with them, giving them that last bit of confidence or that last piece of gum or that last, you know, whatever they needed before they met their fiance. And then we were at all of their weddings. But again, honestly, like we're so proud of how this show came out. It's not about us. We're just proud to be a part of this journey. And and I say proud because I do believe that this isn't a salacious, cheesy. Yes, there are some moments because it is television. But this is truly like moving the bar on how people hopefully view love and view a soulmate. And, and especially now in this time, I think you have to rely on that connection that you have, that emotional connection and not that physical contact because, you know, like all of them have said, at the end of the day, they're going to be old and gray and boobs are sagging and whatever else is sagging. Yeah. Like, of me. But it, it is nice to hear him say that, though, because we were, we, we try to be a part of the process, you know, and be a sounding board and be you know, and give advice where it was appropriate. And, you know, it, we felt like we were kind of on this journey, you know, with them and, and rooting for all of them, obviously. So, you know, it, it is nice to hear them kind of, you know, say that, that we were a part of it because we certainly felt like we were a part of it. And, and you know, we, it's been nice to say we couldn't be happier with the way it turned out and, and, and couldn't be happier for, you know, for the connections that were, you know, genuinely made and, and you know, exist to this day. So all in all, just a really cool, you know, a really cool kind of, show and, and experiment and project to be a part of. Um, so we were thrilled, you know, thrilled with how it came out. Oh my God. I, I mean this truly from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you because this was, I actually think the most entertaining television that I personally have watched in a really long time. I could not get I would love to take credit, but we can't take credit. We, I think it's all the pieces. It's Netflix. It's, it's um, kinetic. It's, you know, Nick and I, it's a big, huge part of it is our lovers. It's, we had 30 amazing, incredible humans from Atlanta who were willing to not only put themselves out there and be vulnerable, but be filmed doing it, you know? And, and people yeah. were like, oh, you know, this is, this is a casting process. That, that's why it was in Atlanta, actually, because it isn't. This was a moment where we had an opportunity to tell people, do you really want to find love and do you want to be in a long-term relationship? That was, like, trait number one. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, no, of course. Right. But no, it's great to hear you say that because I actually literally because we're in this quarantine situation. I was I was pushing our two youngest kids in the in a double stroller today walking down the street and this lady got out of her car and she's like, Are you Nick Lachey? I said, Yeah, yeah. She said, I just have to thank you because me and all my friends that we're literally binge watching Love is Blind and it's getting us through this period. So I was like, That's really you know, it's like when you hear stuff like that and you hear people like really genuinely 
you know, telling you they stayed up till four in the morning addicted to the show. And I mean, that makes, that makes it all worthwhile. That's, that's in the end, that's what you want when you do a project like this is for people to, you know, people to gravitate to it and, and respond to it like this. So that's really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that people aren't just telling you that cause, cause you're there. It's, it's really the truth. Um, we just let, can we talk for a second about some of the specific couples and some of the specific people? Because I felt like every individual person was so dynamic and so interesting on their own. And, you know, even the people that didn't end up finding love or it didn't end up working out, we got to see such a growth in them across, you know, throughout the season. And I'm just curious if either of you, especially getting to know them so well, had any soft spots for any of the individual people? Are there any moments that, you know, we didn't get to see that really stuck with you? I mean, I could just say from, like, like Vanessa, to her point, she was with the women and I was with the men. I could just say, you know, from the men's point of view, you know, day one, they're all coming in, they're all going home, yeah, we're going to do, you know. And by literally, like, by the end of day number two, <laughs> Damien's in tears. I'm so in love. <laughs> <laughs> men are, like, crumbling. I'm like, really, what is going on here? It was unbelievable. And it was totally, totally organic and real. I just, it blew my mind how quickly people, like, bought into the process and were affected by, by the experience and by the process. And just seeing, you know, grown men who came in with one, you know, kind of mindset and so quickly, like, literally brought to their knees, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it blew my mind. Just, um, it, was, it was, from the guy's point of view, it was interesting to, to watch the way that they changed and how they supported each other and, and their willingness to kind of open themselves up and, and be a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more vulnerable and, um, and, and kind of go all in on, on the experience, which I was, I was kind of shocked that they all chose to do, but in the end, that's what makes it work, you know? Mm-hmm. No, completely. Completely. Did you, uh, I, I have to hear Vanessa, I need your opinion on the whole Jessica Mark situation. Yeah. Um, Tell me your thoughts on <laughs> anything. Yeah, we watched on everything. <laughs> so it's honestly like she, I think went through the most growth in this sense that when I saw her at the reunion, she's like, and she said this herself, so I'm not putting words in her mouth. She said, I actually, because they had given them the, uh, the episode, just five of them, I believe, before the reunion. We filmed the reunion in February before it even was a hit, if that makes any sense. So, like, before right, it was even out. This was just, like, a reunion we were going to do for social, and this thing has just been such an, uh, it's taken a life of its own that, it ended up being a bonus episode, which we're so grateful for. Um, and, and obviously, as it went out, there were more questions that I think ended up naturally happen- happening in the world that we would have maybe asked, but this happened before all of that came out. So anyway, as far as Jessica and Mark, she, in my opinion, has had the most personal growth. Um, some people have had relationship growth. Everybody, I believe, has had personal growth. Jessica, in my opinion, has had the most, and I really do applaud her. And it's hard. There are so many people that are really hating on her. And she's just like, uh, she had no idea. You know what I mean? She went in one person. And I do believe she came out another, a better person. And unfortunately, her journey is for all of us to see on stream whenever we want across the world. So I really do commend her. I think she herself said, I made bad choices. She herself said, I wish I would have done this differently. And she said she couldn't even watch all of the episodes because she was actually cringing. She admitted to drinking too much and cussing too much and just everything too much. So um, as far as their relationship, I do believe in my heart there was something there. You don't, you don't 
Mark fell in love with her head over heels, and she truly did also fall in love with him. We all have our degrees of love, and, you know, there's a TV show that gives you uh, a tiny fraction of the entire process. But, yeah, ultimately they didn't, they didn't work out, and she knew it. So I guess at the end, that's the thing that people didn't understand. We didn't make anybody propose, nor did the production. That was like we were hoping they would so that we would have a show. But mm-hmm. once you did propose, for the sake of the process, and, again, I use the word Lucy, experiment, we had to see if you could stay with this person through this process and then at the altar still say I do or I don't and lose them forever. And what I mean by forever is because everyone's like, well, it's not forever. If you're standing there in a wedding gown and your you know, fiance is in a suit or tux and you're like, I can't right now, it's going to do something to your human. And whether right. you just this or not, whether one of you decided not to and the other one did, it's going to mess with your head and it's going to question your love and your worth and it's going to start doing all of those things. So this truly is an emotional experiment. So the part of the process that you did have to complete was the altar. So Jessica at that point had made up her mind, but she still had to go through with it. So when people ask, why did you even, she had to. So she walked up there and she had to, and she did what she was going to do, which would say, you're an amazing man. And I, I can't, you know, and also with, um, with other couples that didn't do it, that was part of the experiment for all of them. But um, I do believe that they still have a sweet space in each other's hearts for each other. Do you remember your first, like, real big heartbreak? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, of course. I mean, yeah. granted, a lot of her when we were younger, and hers is on, again, international television. But they, they fell for each other. They fell hard. And you didn't see a lot of that. And then she did get, you know, she started, um, as she used the word, self-sabotaging herself. And then Barnett came in the picture, and then she second-guessed herself. But she did fall for Mark, and he did propose to her, and they did have a thing. I mean, we filmed this over eight weeks, and Nick and I were there for eight weeks with them. So this wasn't – you can't fake these emotions. I mean, they had, they had a lot of, I think, hurdles to overcome. Their age definitely was, whether they admitted it or not, I think it, it, the age definitely had a, played a part in, in the whole thing. And But to Mark's credit, you know, despite all the you know, heartbreak and the emotions and all that stuff, I do think that he's the first to admit he came out – better person he learned a lot and as he's moved forward you know in life it's like it's been a good thing for him that, that was the cool thing about the reunion is every single one of them when we asked you know any regrets would you do it again they all raised their hand and said we absolutely would do it again no regrets you know even those who you know are taking their you know taking their lumps on social media or whatever i mean they, they all they all appreciated the process and appreciated what they what they went through and experienced and what they learned well i think i think honestly that a lot of that is credit to, you know, you guys, the production, et cetera, because there was something that was palpable as a viewer that clearly these contestants felt safe. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like because they felt safe, they were able to be vulnerable. And this wouldn't have been the same show it was if they didn't feel that same kind of, like, comfort. So, yeah, you're I, 100% right. I you know? agree. And that's, I give total credit. I told Nick, I said, I am so glad. And obviously when we first met with Netflix and then when we met with Kinetic, we – knew all this, but we didn't know going into it exactly how hard they were going to stick to it. And they did. They let it breathe. So they didn't go in and go, hey, I'm sorry. Um, We're going to need to shoot that again. Can you tell her again that you don't want to be, or they never did that. They literally let it breathe. And to your point, they felt safe. They're like, this is, this is me. And this is a person. They actually probably at times forgot there was a camera there. Mm-hmm. You know, probably because they were also not right in front of them. They were behind a tree or behind a whatever. And in the pods, they, there weren't cameramen in the pods. It was all pre, um, 
preset. So when you walk into a pod, it doesn't look like there's cameras there. If that makes any right. sense. It wasn't like one right. wall of straight cameras or there's a guy there who's like coughing or trying to like turn off his, there was nobody in the pod. With a boom you. mic above yeah. your head. None of that. It was like a menu <laughs> boom. And then a mini bar, which, you know, always helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was, um, actually there was no drinking at the reunion. We didn't want it to be that, you know, I know that everyone's like, oh, reunion tables are flipped and this and that. We just wanted them to have an opportunity to, to your point, have a safe place to come back and say, hey guys, this is me. This is me then, this is me now, and this is what I'm proud of. And they did. So um, that's, it's, it's nice to be a part of that. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the season changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. I have one last contestant question, which is, what do you guys think, Jeannie and Damien-wise? You think they're in it for the long haul? You know what? I do. I, I <laughs> show, and I didn't until I saw them at the reunion. Because mm. I didn't know. Oh, wow. What's that? I was just saying, oh, wow, because I, I felt that way, too, when, um, when we saw them at the reunion, that it, it, their relationship felt different than it did the first time. Yeah, well, and also... They didn't, she, I, I, well, the way it ended, the way it ended, I mean, the last time we saw them before all this was, was the wedding when she ran out in her, in her wedding dress and his right. family would even be there. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's it. They're, they're done. They're never going to you know, speak again. So I was, I was the first, I'm the first to admit I was shocked when they were still together. Well, then when we did press for Love is Blind before the show came out, we were with um, the PR team and she's like, yeah, just so you guys know, so-and-so's together, so-and-so's still together. And so-and-so's dating. I was like, what? Gene, yeah. you were dating? <laughs> Yeah, they're dating. <laughs> and I was confused, kind of to Nick's point and to your point. I was like, they're dating, they're dating. And then when we were at the reunion, I can't honestly remember because the reunion was four and a half hours and you guys only saw, I think, an hour. So yeah. we talked to them for four and a half hours. Literally four and a half hours with two potty breaks. <laughs> potty, oh, oh my God. 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 Potty breaks. No drinking. <laughs> no drinking. Yeah, no it drinking. was a long four and a half hours. But anyways, um, she had told us that right after the show, so the show wrapped November 17th, 2018. I know that because Jessica reminded us. She's like, that was the day that it wrapped, and I'll never forget that day because she, you know, had a lot of self-growth. But anyways, mm-hmm. G and Damien said that she went to his parents' house for Thanksgiving and then again for Christmas. And so I'm like, oh, you guys, like, legit got back together as soon as this ended when there were no cameras and there was no 
there was no need, not to say that they were putting on a show. I don't believe that anybody was putting on a show, but there is that layer when there is a camera there or there's, she even said I was a little blinded by this, you know, fairy tale and the wedding day and she wasn't seeing him. And he's like, you aren't seeing me, but you're seeing me now. And I truly believe that. I think she is unlike any woman that he's ever been with in his life. And I think oh, he, yeah. she's a strong personality, but there's something about that, that, that is incredibly attractive to him. And, and they, they in, in, in their own special way, complement each other, and it works. And I, it, they seem completely, completely um, in love and connected. And I think the whole experience is, you know, for them, it had to end, you know, at the altar the way it did. But to see them take the next step and then, like, continue to get to know each other. And, I mean, here we are a year and a half later, and they're still dating. So there's something, there's something legit there. I think that year and a half, I told Nick, I was like, that's huge for season one for the couple because mm-hmm. before the world can actually start infiltrating any of their confidence or, cause you know, there's always the good side of things and then there's the negative side of things. They had a year and a half to solidify it. Like even Amber and Barnett had a year, they called it, what was it like secret, secret buried year, secret year. They have a hashtag where they went traveling all around the world. Lauren and Cameron got a dog, moved in, spent time with the family. G and Damien got to work it out. So everybody got to kind of like really solidify in that year and a half. And then bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. With Damien and G, does the, now do you think the engagement picks up where it left off or are we starting fresh with them? Uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. What's your question? <laughs> like, do you think that the engagement picks up where it left off in the sense of like, they were engaged. Are they still engaged or are they just going back to square one and dating? Oh, I think she said they're not engaged. Yeah, they're They have their own place. We love it. And and we wouldn't have had that without that initial engagement. And they both wanted that. And I even asked her at the time, I was like, did you plan on proposing to him? She's like, no, I just felt like I need to do this right now. And that's kind of what Nick's saying. Like, Damien's never met a woman like that. Who's like, get up off your knee. Like, (laughs) 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 it's you. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. It's just, it's awesome. It, I love it. I love watching um, it. I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever met a woman like her, honestly. No. <laughs> I talked to her. I said, you're one of a kind. I said, you, I said, I mean this in the most positive way. You were made for reality television. She really was. Yeah, you it, know what's crazy is she's so, um, she's so confident and assertive and aggressively positive in the, in the most calming way. If that makes any sense. It makes total sense. She, I, yeah, yeah she's definitely. about it. She just, she's like, this is who I am. This is, and that's a big part of that's her culture. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love it. I love seeing the different cultures coming together. I love seeing the different types of personalities. And it's just, it's, that's yeah, your point. This is lightning in a bottle. And honestly, I, I don't know how they're ever going to do it again and find, it's going to be new personalities. It's going to be a completely different season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so are we getting a season two? Well, we haven't gotten an official word yet, but I mean, obviously, we're we're hoping because we'd love will, to do it again. We've had lots and lots of talks, and you will be one of the first to know. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Okay. I, I have to. I'll DM you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank I God. Really, I have to just tell you guys before we go that Nick, that you know, the whole obviously thing was great in its own, but when you left that comment on Chrissy Teigen's picture, I have to tell you that. This is something we talk about all the time, that celebrities that can really play into the joke, it's like, yes, they're doing it right. And I was standing on the corner of 81st and Lex when that comment came in. We have never formatted or posted something quicker. And I just want to tell you, thank you for that, because it was one of the, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, 
I'm the first to admit, I, I, I just can't believe that thing even had, took a life of its own the way it did. It's, uh, it was, it was wild and, and kind of ridiculous. And, but yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I'm the biggest proponent of being self-deprecating and taking a crack at yourself and having some fun with it. So, um, you know, thank you guys. It was, it was, it's fun. It's, you just got to laugh at that kind of stuff, as you guys know. So it's, it's, all totally. it's funny. He was trying to be a gentleman. He's like, wait, I was being a gentleman. And I go, yes, but if, let's change the tone and see how other people see it. And he's like, wow, oh, that's interesting. Like he literally <laughs> doesn't. Right. Well, no, literally, I mean, I was saying like, she, uh, she's Vanessa Lachey and, and I'm obviously I'm Nick Lachey, her husband. That's the way that it was meant to come out, but the way that people took it, it just kind of made me laugh because I... So, guys, I have a challenge. How do you think if there's a season two, we should introduce ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> it has to I be... I think I should switch. <laughs> no, I'm, then I'll catch heat for that. For Wait, should we just say, hey, guys, obviously we're the Lachey's. Exactly. Vanessa Lachey, Nick Lachey, and this is obviously Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah you're I, I think you should get the obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we'll do, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. If that's how it happens, oh, my God. <laughs> it'll be. But there's a guy I can't go first, so I'll catch you for that. You no, know, he, that's the thing is he was letting me go first, and then he wanted to say, and, you know, obviously I'm her husband, Nick Lachey. Like, oh, murr, murr, murr. Yeah, and I kind of appreciate <laughs> that her husband, Nick Lachey, so is the way to do it. to. <laughs> well, that's what we thought, Em, right? That's what yeah, we're I, saying. We're like, you have a feeling that this is what it was meant to be. Yeah, we knew it. You know meant. what? It's what Nick said. Like, we literally laughed about it. And he's like, this is bananas. He goes, this show has a life of its own. He's like, people are actually dissecting how I'm introducing myself. I'm like, I know, babe. It's weird. That's all I can keep saying is like, Crazy. this is just a credit to, to how popular and great the show is. Because, this is a, a <laughs> Oh, it was amazing. This is seriously a dream. I can't think of something that we would rather do in quarantine than speak to you guys about love and life. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so, well, so much. Well, you guys do uh, across the board. We obviously enjoy uh, enjoy following you all, and, and uh, you guys do a great job. So thanks for what you do. Oh, of course. Oh, thank you. Yes, we will talk to you guys. Any other burning questions, guys, before – I mean, our kids, this is actually – Pretty incredible. It's been... Yeah, please, let's keep going. We have a little... (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They're quietly in the room, like, just sitting there. We did give our son an iPad, and we don't usually do that on weekdays. We try not to, because whatever. And he's like, what? So, of course, he's being very good. (laughs) I actually have a question that a lot of people were asking us, which we didn't have the answer to. I mean, we could speculate. But, you know, because there were eight couples that worked out, right, and you ended up shooting six. Was the decision to you know, to choose those six really just strictly from a production standpoint, like these are the ones that we think will make the best TV. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, have you guys talked to Chris, the creator of the show? We haven't spoken to him yet, no. You haven't, okay. So I remember we were hoping to get, so they had a set a set number of camera crews. I want to say it was like four or five, and like, like one or two of them had to double up. And what I mean by a camera crew is, You've got to have, obviously, the camera guy. You have the audio. You have tape. You have, there's, like, four or five people for each couple. And then when we had eight proposals, we were like, whoa, how do we right. how do we sit down? And they honestly, I want to say, I don't want to say it wasn't random because I really. Well, it wasn't something that, that was beyond our pay grade. We didn't, we, you know, they definitely had, had more couples than they were able to follow, you know, to, to Vanessa's point with, with right. staffing. Um, it was just a, it was a staffing question. I, I'm not so. sure what criteria they used to, to to pick, you know, the five they went with versus the the eight that they had or what have you. 
Um, right. We definitely weren't a part of, of making that decision. Um, right. But they did a great job. I, get I know. Oh, my God, an amazing job. Of the two that didn't get followed, one of them is still together, Rory uh, and Danielle. Yeah, they're still because she's on Instagram, like they're okay. together. And then Lexi is not together, but like right after they left, they went on their own vacation and she... Remember she sent us a video yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. He was, like, singing 98 Degrees in the car. It was really cute. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, we got to really know them for two weeks. So when they we left, they also left. We were just like, okay, bye. You know, right. kind of, yeah, it was weird. Are, but, you um, as happy, are you as happy for Kenny as we are? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? They're both, they're both really sweet people. And, and honestly, um, you know, that was one of those where I, I – I really kind of thought they would work we, out. I think we did. We, 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 thought, they were, we, we thought, thought they were. We thought they were a guarantee. Um, say yes, and then they chose not to. But no, I mean, they're, they're, they just, you know, I think he, he's obviously moved away now, and a lot of things have changed in, in their lives. And he's a great, he's a great guy. Um, I had a chance to spend a lot of time with Kenny um, and get to know him pretty well, and, and have a lot of, you know, a lot of great conversations with with him. And so uh, I think the world of him and. And as I do her, and I think, you know, it turns out they weren't right for each other, but they're both great people, and they'll, they'll figure it out. Kenny is so unbelievably well-grounded. Like, when we were at the reunion, and I said, Kenny, for president, you guys, again, just got, like, a minute. He, I think, talked in that moment for, like, 10, 15 minutes and just kind mm-hmm. of mesmerized. He's got such a great head on his shoulders. And he, with her, you know, they kind of balance each other out through this process. But that's another part that um, – they decided together, and I think Kelly's been really vocal about that because she doesn't want to feel like such a villain, but they decided with their families together that they weren't going to say yes. But Nick and I the whole time were like, they're going to they're gonna be the one that makes it. We were convinced once we went to Mexico, we're like, Kenny and Kelly, they're given. Okay, what about the other couples? Like right. we're having our little cocktail in the hotel. We're like, what do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? For sure, everybody was like, Kenny and Kelly's going to make it, and they didn't, which really so kind of surprised funny. all of us. Yeah. Well, I think that was one of the best parts of the, of the show, or like the most honest parts of the show, was at their wedding when Kelly's mom was like, oh, I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. So they loved, they, their families genuinely loved each other, but they were like, you know what, we're not going to let this. Well, they said to us, because we both like. Well, they were some of the ones that seemingly on paper had the least amount of hurdles to jump. Like they, and then all of a sudden. Families like, loved each other. They were both, they seemed like they had a great chemistry, and they, and they, they were just very calm. It was like very smooth sailing with them. And so, you know, but I think that, I think the process felt a, a little bit rushed right, for them and, yeah. and they just didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to fall into, in, into doing something too, too quickly. Um, yeah. and then as it turns out, they, they just, maybe the connection wasn't there the way we thought it was, but that was, again, that was the cool part about this whole process is it, it was a curveball every day. I mean, there was something new and something organically just out of left field every single day which is what makes great TV, honestly. But that, to your point, we were watching them and we're like, oh, they're, they're going to be the given. And then when they weren't the given, they and I were like, oh, well, they'll, they'll do this at their own pace and then they'll get back together. And when we saw them at the reunion, it's kind of back to the, again, quote-unquote, experiment. Once you stand in an altar and you're like, I don't, I don't, even if you both agree not to, it really makes you question, why didn't I? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, why? Yeah. You're the I mean, me and... Oh, no, you go ahead. Say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're the one for me and I'm the one for you, why are we both saying no? Because we're rushed. But when is it ever going to be, you know, like, when is it ever going to be right now or a year from now or six months from now or a year and a half from now? So I think that they really pulled away. They both did love each other and agree not to get married. But then afterwards, I think all of the reality set in. They're like, there's a reason we said no. And then, yeah, they both now have their own 
happy lives. And I think Kenny just posted a picture of his girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I have to check that out. Oh, we have to go look at that. that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Am I something that you didn't know? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You must be. All right. (laughs) Final question for both of you, rapid fire. If you had to choose favorite moment from the show. Favorite moment from the show. Mm-hmm. That you guys saw or that we taped? <laughs> well, preferably that you taped, but really anything. <laughs> but I'll be honest, my, my favorite part of the whole the whole show was, because you know, there was so much of talking to them as they were getting to know each other in the pods and breaking each other down and who are you gravitating towards and who are you going to propose to, she, you know, say yes. And Vanessa and I were both with them respectively in, like, the waiting room before they saw each other for the first time. And, like, the anticipation, the butterflies and the nerves and the emotions of literally waiting for a door to open and seeing your fiancé on the other side, who you've never seen before. I mean, that was palpable to us. I remember being just so... You're both crying. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, so, so this is... You guys saw them meeting each other. So for the whole process, it was pretty much just them. And there was no production crew, staff, nobody was visible around. Whenever they came out to do their interview with us, it would be me, Nick, and the Navy camera guy. But I was Mike. They were Mike. There weren't a ton of people ever around. But the moment that they all met face-to-face for the engagements, there were eight couples. I did my interview with the girls. He did an interview with the guys. And then there was a third wall that you can't, the fourth wall, excuse me, that you can't see. Imagine like a, like a theater, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For Every single person in this production, down to catering, was standing there. We were all, like, holding our mouths because people were like, ah! like, having, they were making noise. And the guy's like, we can hear you. We were all literally, like, waiting for this moment because we were there with them for the journey of the two weeks and seeing them fall in love. And we're like, they're about to meet for the first time. We don't want to see it on a monitor. We want to be right here. So oh my I remember God. we were all standing there holding our mouths so that we wouldn't make any noise. And we just, we were crying or we were excited or we were... When they would leave, we were like, what do you think? Like, did he, like how are they feeling? And it was, it was honestly palpable, like Nick said. It was pretty magical. We genuinely felt like we were on this, on this journey with them and, and, you know, try to be such cheerleaders for them and support. So, like, to see it, you know, we were like proud parents in a weird way. I mean, it, it really, that, <laughs> yeah. that moment where they saw each other for the first time, it, it was just the, the tension and the, the anxiety and the, the nervousness and all of it just it, it created this incredibly explosive moment. It was, it was fun to be there for that and see that. It was like the old married couple. Oh, no, you young kids are going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I, even though we as viewers didn't see your guys involvement that much, I can just, like I said, it, it's obvious in the way that they reacted and everybody that we spoke to said that. And I mean it so sincerely to you guys, to everyone. Thank you, because that is the most entertaining television literally ever. <laughs> and we are <laughs> praying for yeah. season two. Well, fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, Keep us posted. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, are they not so much fun? So much fun. They're honestly, they're so sweet. And talking to them, I like really, I had an appreciation from them before. Like not even from the show, just in general and watching them on social media, but talking to them and interviewing them. Oh my God. They are so sweet. So nice. They're really, they're adorable. Yeah, but it also made so much sense to me after talking to them why Everybody else, all the contestants said that they were so like warm and they, cause I, like I said to them, I was like, we didn't see you guys really playing that role, but we know you did because we talked to the people, you know? Right. 
Yeah. Totally. And it's it's so funny listening to them talk about it because it gave gives us such a better idea of what they were doing behind the scenes. For sure. And also we had to talk we had I like I was like, we are not hanging up this phone until we talk to Nick about the obviously line. Oh my God. <laughs> And it was exactly what we thought it was. We knew that he was just basically trying to say, like, obviously that makes me Nick Lachey. But once we were talking to them and they were saying how he, he then realized how it came off, it was just so funny. So funny. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, so next up is Giannina. This, this one, right before we went to do it, we had crippling technological difficulties and Julie couldn't be on it. So it was me solo. I apologize for any audio issues. This was like, I think day three of quarantine and we didn't have our situation figured out, but I got, you know, I started kind of slow with her. I wanted to get her warmed up. She's really a sweet girl. And then I had to ask her the hard hitting questions. I was like, I asked her about the sex conversation. I asked her about the ripping the wedding dress. She talked about how the wedding dress was dirty and then clean. Like she, she went deep, you know? Oh my God. I'm so glad she did. I, I think we had a connection. You're, you haven't even listened to it yet. You're going to love this. No, I haven't. I was, I was just thinking about that as you were saying that. I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear this interview. It's a good one. You know, I think like we kind of started slow. I asked the, the normal questions, but then I think she kind of got my vibe of like, let's get to the good stuff. And I think it, it was really good. I, I liked her a lot. So let's cut to that. You know, I know it's kind of hard to think back, but after that all happened after the wedding, like, did you feel in your heart that you were going to get back? No, I didn't know. I yeah. After the wedding, I was just like, you know, I we have just gone through so much and this could very well be the end, but I need to talk to him, right? Like, right. at the end of the day, like, the relationship is between, you know, you and your partner. And um, I just wanted to know, like, can we be a, a relationship outside of this? And he wanted to know that, too. And so we just kind of went for it. Um, and we took every day, we took it day by day. Like, I didn't know that I was going to still be with him a year and a half later, obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know, well, I have so many questions. I, like. <laughs> I mean, I want to know, what was that like to have to kind of hide it for such a long time, both for you and also um, for your family? Well, my family's new, right? My, my closest friends knew. Um, and... That's really all I needed. So when people, you know, new friends or new acquaintances would ask, like, so, like, how are you and your boyfriend meet? Because, you know, it's just a question everyone likes to ask. I would just say, we met through mutual friends. Right. And it was, it was interesting because, you know, the relationship, I didn't, 
I mean, other than not posting on social, I didn't really have to hide that. Um, like me being with him, I would, would still go out with him and, you know, eat with him. He met my whole family. Um, but he, like to the social media world, I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, to new people that met me, we were just, you know, we met normally. So it was right. nice to have that privacy for so long since we knew that eventually, you know, we weren't going to have that anymore. Right. No, that's actually true. I guess it's like, you know, for a specific amount of time, you got to be just you guys kind of in your own little world. A hundred percent. It was very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there was a lot of kind of, you know, I heard Damien speak about it recently saying that, you know, once you agreed to kind of go through with the engagement, you did have to go to the, the wedding day. And even if you decided not to go through with it, that was part of part of kind of the deal of signing up for the show. But I would still imagine that there was um, some forgiveness that I guess had to, you know, come from you with him because I know you felt your heart was kind of broken. And how was that, like, you know, dealing with those internal emotions of whatever you were feeling and trying to, you know, kind of move past while still having that hurt? Uh, you mean after the wedding? Yeah, after the wedding. Yeah, so forgiveness is a really powerful thing. Um, and he he expressed a lot of that towards me as well. Um, and we just kind of fed off of each other, right? After the wedding, I I moved into my own place. He had his own place. And I was able to, like, just really... Like I said, like, take it day by day. And without the pressure of the wedding, I felt, like, so much lighter, right? Mm -hmm. And he understood. I mean, he told me where he was coming from. Hey, like, I just don't want to get married right now. I want us to be friends. And I had gone through such an up-and-down roller coaster throughout the whole show, too, you know? So me being on the other side and telling him, well, now I'm ready and you have to be ready, too, when I wasn't for a really long time, it, it felt hypocritical to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, you know, was in front of my family and friends and things like that. But um, I think we just worked at it every day. And he is such a gentleman that <laughs> it was like, it, it, he just does these really beautiful things. And he doesn't even do them, like, to schmooze me. It's just how he is. Like, I'll come home and, you know, I'll have, like, a little present there or I'll have, like my favorite sushi from my favorite restaurant, like just waiting. It's just like these like super sweet things that it's like, you know, like we were put under extreme circumstances. Like, do I have, is that what I'm going to base, you know, our connection off of for the rest of our life? Or can we try and rebuild a new one? It was a very unconventional type of situation. I think even the strongest couples were really tested. You know, that's not easy. It moved really fast. So fast. And, you know, like I'm, I'm a really resilient person and, but when it comes to matters of the heart, it just hits different. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. I mean, it's heart versus head, and there's like a whole, yeah. Um, you know, I had a kind of just a behind-the-scenes question that I think people were curious about. I know in the reunion, Damien alluded to the fact that he had like a brief connection with Lawrence in the pods, and I was just wondering, we never, we didn't really see your connections with other people. Did that exist at all, or was it Damien kind of from day one? No, so I had I had um my first connection, so my first date ever um, was Barnett, like first pod date, first everything, and I was I came out of that and I was like Barnett is it, like he's funny, he's chill, and then by like day three I was like Barnett is definitely not it, and <laughs> so that was definitely one of my yeah me and Amber kind of flipped. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. What do you think, just as a side note, what do you think about how that all turned out with Burnett and Amber and Jessica Mark? What's what's your take? 
Okay, so Barnett and Amber are literally the same person. I am, <laughs> like, they are so meant to be. I freaking love them. And we, you know, when we were in L.A., we all hung out, and they're just so cute. They're such a fun couple to be around. Um, and Mark and Jessica, you know, I think I think the experiment can work for some, and for some others it can't. And yeah. that's where really you we saw the, because I was thinking about it when I was in the pods, like, okay, I have this emotional connection with someone, but if I don't have that physical attraction, then it's just a friendship. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. that's, and that's it. And, you know, I think that's what she experienced, but, you know, teach their own. I think also, you know, I would imagine at least, and she kind of alluded to this in the reunion, that watching it back was very eye-opening, just kind of like from a self-growth perspective. Um, did you feel the same way watching yourself back? You know, what, do you, what, did, what did you pick up on yourself that you may have not been so in touch with before? Oh, wow. Okay. So for the past year and a half, I've definitely gone through like so much soul searching and um, I changed careers and you know, just really focused on, like, my creativity and my happiness for the past year and a half. And when I was watching the show, it's kind of like everything that I had kind of been building self-awareness to was just, like, in my face. So mm-hmm. I'm really stubborn, you know. I am um, I can be, like, really just, like, quirky and things like that. But those are the things that I didn't like. But just watching them, I'm like, okay, I accept it. I've also evolved as a person and I will keep evolving. And now I understand when Damien says like, you're really harsh, you know? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, that's just how I am. But at the end of the day, it's like, yes, that's how I am. But I've learned how to be more sensitive to other people's like perceptions of love, right. Of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did do a really good job at that before, but again, like matters of the heart are just completely different. And um, with him, it's just been like, okay, well, let me also kind of feed your love language. Um, mm-hmm. And when I saw that, it was just very apparent to me. Right. No, I think that's, I think that's a really a beautiful thing, honestly, like what can come from this kind of the self-growth. What yeah. would you say your love language is? My love language, mm-hmm. I, like, I like adventures. I like to be surprised. I like, you know, I like really... <laughs> I like sarcasm. I like when someone, like, plays rough with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm, like, just someone that likes to be, like, held. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really touchy and, you know, but I, I don't mind, like, you know, some, some rough play. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just, like, I just want to be held by you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, y'all. I so get that. I mean, I think you're like total, just, you know, no bullshit. When I, when we were doing our reunion recap or our recap podcast, one of the things that I say, one of the things that I said was, you know, watching the show, I think when you saw certain arguments which we can get into, like it seemed, I guess, if you look at it from a super like bird's eye view, it seemed like you were being a little bit more argumentative. And what I said in your defense was that I think Damien, at least the, from what we saw on television, was a little bit more kind of um, monotone, and I don't mean that negatively. Uh-huh. And so it, it made it seem almost from the public perception like your reactions were more intense right. than they necessarily were because you weren't having a partner that was feeding back. Like, that's just not the way he expresses himself. It's not a bad thing. But I just, like, watching that was very interesting, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah that's, that's interesting. And thank you for having my back. But, I mean, it is... Um, 
I think what happens and he reacts, you know, he's not just like this monotone person. Yes, of course. Um, but I think when I react, um, like, really loudly or, you know, really aggressively, he likes to balance me out and he doesn't like to feed into that or else we both blow up, right? right. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when we were having those arguments and these were kind of like pretty much like break it or make it arguments, um, I think he took it upon himself to be that like diffuser um, so that I would come down to like ground level. But mm-hmm. I mean, because we both, we both can blow up. Um, and yeah. when, you know, he's, when he's agitated or when, you know, he's, you know, stressed out or I'm the complete opposite because I balance him. Right. Which is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really good because I, I wanted someone that was like the yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they made him look, they made him sound so monotone and it's like, oh, that's not you. And he's like, <laughs> he has, I mean, I'm with him for a reason, you know, he has such a like a dynamic, like weird ass personality and it's like a funny personality, you know, and it just yeah. didn't come across at all in the show. Well, I guess I think a better way to maybe, a, maybe for me, a better word is like more, he was, he seemed a little more non-reactive and right. which I, which honestly, I think in a lot of ways can be a positive thing because it, it, you know, it's like serenity and it's calm, which I think is really important, but yes, but definitely as a viewer, I, I'm like, I, I guess I'm happy to hear you say this because it's a whole other side of him that you're right. We didn't see. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's the thing. It's like, I'm with him for a reason, guys. Like, I can't be with someone that's like, that doesn't have a personality. I would die. No, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, you're so full of that, of course. Um, I want to get into a couple of specifics, like nitty gritty stuff that I know people want to hear. And honestly, I want to hear too. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. The the sex scene, uh-huh. the, the fight, we got it. I got it. Tell me, I have like a million questions, but I guess number one, like, uh-huh. Were, was you planning on saying that or it kind of just came out? Um, I wasn't planning on saying it then. I wanted to talk to him about it at some point. Um, you know, maybe on camera, off camera, I didn't, like, you don't know when the right time to say something like that is. And um, he was just kind of, I guess I was feeling like egged on or I was feeling like, I don't know. I was feeling kind of like backed up into a corner and I was like, this is the one thing that I need to tell him, but I don't know how. And I just said it, you know? Yeah. I actually, like, I know you may have gotten a little bit of backlash for that, but I actually thought it was very empowering. Like, I think one of the biggest things a little bit more generally is that women are often like afraid to speak their mind when it comes to like sexual satisfaction. And yeah. Okay. Maybe the way you went about it was a little harsh, but I think that that was amazing that you said that. And like, I'm sure the result of that was great for both of you. Yeah, it totally worked out. I highly recommend. Just talk. Just talk I to was, your partner. <laughs> I was going to say, how's the sex yeah. I'm sure we're out of the totally different, yeah, right? totally different. I mean, since that conversation, you know, and, and I'm so, and that's why I said yes. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just not that's why I said yes, but that's, <laughs> that's something that I resolved that I'm like, okay, I can go into marriage now and feel confident about, you know, our sex life because it's so important in a marriage. It's so um, and so, yeah, we were, we had like this really great open communication about it and we joke about it now. And, um, you know, it's, it's so good that like that I was able to, I don't know, because for a year and a half, 
I was so scared about that moment. I was like, God, like, this was such, like, a harsh moment, and it was, like, so vulnerable and real. Like, I can't take it back. Like, I don't know how this is going to play out. And um, and I'm honestly, I'm really happy that when I saw it, I was just like, wait, but that's true. That's real. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I was feeling. Like, I don't have to be ashamed of that. And, you know, the fact that people are telling me, like, yeah, like, I don't want to be ashamed of it either. It's just like, all right, well, I worried for nothing. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I love that. I support you. Listen, I, my biggest thing is like, uh, faking orgasms is such like an antiquated mindset. Like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and just tell your partner, Hey, like this is, you know, maybe what I like, or let's try something different. Like you're great, but I'm kind of thinking, let's try this. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of yes. brush the ego a little bit more than I did because maybe they'll respond <laughs> better. I mean, Damien, the way that he picked up picked it up and was just like, okay, like this is important to you. Like I can be passionate. I was not expecting that. I was fully expecting him to just say, okay, you can go now. And he right. did the complete opposite. Yeah, but that's what my thing is that that to me was like so attractive. Like that to me, right? Really, real like true masculinity and like having a lot of confidence. Like, okay, I can take that feedback. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to shut me down. Give me a minute yeah. to process it, but then like game on. And I, exactly. yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, it's that BDE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, people were really curious. We saw, you know, in the wedding, and I'm sure things are totally different now, but your mom had a really intense kind of reaction. Yeah. And I'm my mother's cu- daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And I, I guess I'm curious how that, those conversations, you know, after the cameras left and everything, how that was able to be resolved because she was so upset and understandably so. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mom, my mom loved Damien when she met him, you know, so you can even hear her saying like in her interview, like she's going to marry Damien. So she always, she always liked his vibe. She just didn't like that he had told me no in front of, at the altar, right? And like any mom would. And it took her, it took her a little bit, but she's kind of like me, you know, where we can just kind of like live, learn and move on and be like, okay, like, Give me your, you know, give me your best shot kind of thing. And so we, after I explained to her, I was like, mom, no, like, he really loves me. He treats me like a princess. It's just really crazy circumstances. And we didn't get married. Plus, you wanted us to have more time anyway. So, like, what are you upset about? Right. <laughs> and, right. um, yeah, and she's totally, she's like Damien's number one fan. Like, she loves Damien. Um, mm-hmm. My parents love him. Like, they have all these inside jokes. Sometimes, like, they're texting, and I don't even know that they're texting. Like, it's just, it's really great how much yeah how much I love him I love that also you know people were uh I I understand this but I want you to just explain it once and for all for people that were confused the significance of ripping the dress Mm. Mm -hmm. so after yeah what was that all about okay so after I (laughs) and people are like you didn't have the stain on your butt and so that whole scene was fake and I'm like no after I fell I scrubbed the shit out of my dress because I was like, I'm going to confront him and there's no way he's going to know that I, you know, fell in the mud and I'm going to look and feel my best. So I scrubbed it out. But then there was also this tear because of running away, right? That was at the bottom of my dress. And so when we were talking um, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, this is, he hurt me. So I'm going to, you know, 
serve it back and just be done because I don't want to do this anymore. I saw a little sliver of my dress that was already torn. So I picked up my dress, finished tearing it off, and put my bow back on his wrist. So in the beginning of the show, he he put a bow on his left wrist because um, he was my gift. And that's mm-hmm. my thing. Like I, you know, I, I had this, you know, um, he didn't know this, but I had a bow. I have a bow tattoo on my right wrist. And so bows were our thing. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, like you can have your bow back. Like you can have your gift back. I don't want you anymore kind of thing. And that's why I put it on his wrist and left. Oh, that was. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you when I say that you were made for reality television. <laughs> you weren't doing that to be performative. That was really, no. you know, it, just, it yeah. just so happened to make the best entertainment ever. Oh, man. And that's, yeah, that's at least, you know, it served a purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it absolutely did. But, um, you know, also just a brief question. People are, are really curious as to Vanessa and Nick's involvement in the sense that we didn't see them as much yeah. on the show, but you guys did have, you know, some sort of a relationship with them, right? Yeah, totally. We saw them way more than they were shown, like way more. Um, what happened was that they were, you know, they were in the pods and pretty much after we came out of our, like our date, not every single date, but like the big, like big significant ones, they would come out and give us advice. And they actually came and visited us at our, um, apartments and they were they were pretty much involved um so we i see them i saw them at the reunion and i was like oh my god like it's so nice to meet you like to see you again like you know so it was definitely we definitely built a relationship it just wasn't you know it wasn't shown wasn't yeah yeah and are you still in touch aside from obviously damien are you still in touch or friendly with anyone else from the from the show yeah, I mean, right now, I think everyone's just kind of settling into their, you know, their married life or their, you know, their, some people moved away to like California or North Carolina. So we're not in touch as much anymore. Um, but I, I love every single girl that was in the show. I, again, like I love Amber, Lauren Gray. I love Jessica. I think she was, she was such a good friend to me during the show. Um, Elsie, Kelly, like I love all every single one. Um, yeah. And Mark and Damien are like really good friends, so we all kind of like hang out here and there. That's really nice. I mean, you guys went through an experience that truly was unique. Nobody else can understand that. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, are you kidding? Because so many people like obviously have watched the show, and and it's just like I love that you watched the show. I love that you felt what we felt. But at the end of the day, it's no, we, we would tell each other this when we were in the pods. We were like, no one is going to understand this. Like, the only people that get it is us. Because, like, you really, the things that go on in your body and, like, in, like, your psyche is just unexplainable. I can only imagine. I mean, really, and we only saw such a small percentage of your actual conversations in the pods. Like, like not even 1%, I think. (laughs) When I was reading, I was reading some of those interviews after, like Rory, for example, and he said, you know, once you got it down to your final three, you were spending six hours easy, eight hours, ten hours. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. It was something crazy, like over 400 hours of footage or maybe even more. I think it was more, honestly, in the pods. And 
we have, yeah, the, the, the deep conversations or just like the funny moments or the, the, the realizations that people had leading up to, oh my God, I might be in love with this person. Those were so intense and powerful and beautiful. And it's just like, that wasn't shown, but you don't, we never know. Maybe they'll drop some, you know, unseen footage here and there. I hope so. That's a lot. My favorite part was the pod. Oh, my God, me too. I could watch pod footage for hours and hours. That That's Julie's biggest thing. I know she couldn't be on because of the technical difficulties, but that's her biggest thing. She wishes that there was. She said, she's like, I would have done a whole series of just the pods. Yeah, you could easily do a whole series. Like the circle. The circle pretty much did a, a series of, like, pod conversations. You know, they were, they were isolated. Yeah. They were talking through a wall kind of thing. And I don't, I mean, no one knew that this show was going to be this big so mm-hmm. maybe next season if they decide to do a next season maybe they'll do a whole you know 10 episodes just on pods but i, would I love never that. know I, I would love that too i want to see if anyone else can go through with this because it's not for the faint of heart at all no i <laughs> i would love my dream in like a hypothetical world is that they did a second season and then you guys came in as like the advice giver to the contestant. i would love that i would right? Such great advice. <laughs> yeah, because you actually know what it's like. Yeah, 100%. I would do yeah. that. So I guess I wanted to just end by asking you, you know, aside from anything regarding this, is will we see you in television in the future entertainment? Like, what's your dream? What's your North Star? Tell me your, what do you want for your career, for your life? Oh, thank you. I would <laughs> love to be on TV um, again. And, you know, either that's hosting or maybe I'll try my hand in acting. Um I definitely want to be, you know, in the entertainment space. Uh, right now I'm doing a podcast with iHeartRadio called Love Insight. Um, and it's like all the behind the scenes dirt when you heard it with Rory. Oh, no, you mm-hmm. haven't heard it. You just read the article. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll start going into that a little bit more. But I think my passion definitely lies like in front of the camera. Um, and I want to start a fashion line and you know, just kind of fulfill all of those, those dreams that I've always dreamt about. And um, I don't know. I really want to try my hand in acting, though. I think that would be a good good fit, but we'll see. Well, let me tell you something. Our, our DMs, we always say, kind of serve as, like, people's place to give their no-filtered opinions on, yeah. you know, celebrities or public figures, and that's what everybody says. Like, you are made for being in front of the camera. I am, like, personally just really excited to watch your trajectory and – when all of this is over and we're back in New York and whatever, I would love to yeah. do something. Let's, yeah, this is wild. I'm so happy for you. I would love that. Oh my God, you just gave me goosebumps. I love you. Is she not a riot? <laughs> a riot. Like, like literally, <laughs> it's exactly what you said, that she was literally made for reality TV. I know. And I said to her, when I said, I was like, you know, cause her dream, as she said at the end, like as an actress, et cetera, like, I'm telling you right now, this girl is going to be on our televisions. I don't know in what capacity, but it's going to happen. I sure hope so. I think she's destined for it. Oh, she is. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her, but I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candles, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. 
So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors and everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And okay, we all know, like, I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them the Fry Family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic non-stick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, Once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com, promo code CBC. Okay, so next up is Elsie. Again, this is just bits and pieces of our conversation. We kind of came in in the middle because there was so much, but I don't know. I wanted to hear more about her and Barnett's story and kind of just hear how she felt. And she was really honest. Didn't you feel that way? Yeah, I did. I was. I think it's really, it was so good speaking to her just because we didn't get that much of her. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could do this with literally every single person we'll have. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so let's cut to that. Okay, yeah, I, ha- I have to ask you. We gotta <laughs> talk about Barnett for a couple minutes. Like, okay. I have so many questions. I want to know what made you fall for him. And then I also want to know what it felt like. Like if you could take yourself back to the moment of when he told you, you know, that he was, that his heart was elsewhere, what that was like, because watching it was really hard. And I just, I know maybe painful even now, but I just would love to hear if you could try to like get back into that moment. Yeah. Um, I guess to answer the first part of that is Barnett, just like what attracted me and to him in the first place. But, um, I mean, he's just easy to get along with. He's just an easy guy to talk to. He's funny. He's weird. He's, um, you know, we got it. Like we've got a similar sense of humor. Um, I think we both kind of handle emotional situations the same way, which I think is probably not a good thing for him because not like I don't know if I'm the most like emotionally like a mature person. I guess at the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's always been hard for me, and I think it's been hard for him. But I feel like we both just understood each other without even having to really say that. Like we didn't have to go into super details because we just kind of already understood um, how the other was kind of feeling about that. And it was hard. I mean, there was some time, I mean, we would literally go from like, you know, one, one second I'm like actually 
like physically rolling on the ground, like laughing so hard about whatever we're talking about, whatever like dumb thing that we're saying. And then the next second we're, you know, getting, trying to get a little deeper and like have these conversations about what it would be like if we did get married and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, moral politics and um, just day-to-day life and where we would want to live, you know, stuff like that. And um, I don't know, it was just fun. And he just seemed like such a, like he was like a best friend almost. And obviously like if you don't have physical attraction to go off of, because we didn't see them at all. Um, I mean, I like his voice, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, right. <laughs> probably as close as we got to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It was just, we were very similar. Like you said on the show too, you know, we are not, I don't know if we're like the same person, but we do have a lot of similar qualities. Um, And I think that for us, it was just easy for us to kind of gravitate towards each other because of that, but we weren't necessarily challenging each other. So I think that's ultimately why he, you know, ended up picking Amber too. So, um, so yeah, but then for the second half, I guess to that question, um, just, it was, hard obviously at the time but it was definitely hard to watch back as well um mostly because I feel like I I went through all those emotions you know it took me like a few months you know only knowing someone for less than two weeks you know behind a wall and it's still like I think it just brought up a lot more issues that I realized I had that I hadn't really focused on or dealt with at all um you know, obviously it wasn't all like my reaction that you saw, like wasn't necessarily a hundred percent about burnout. It was kind of about everyone that I've dated. Um, and you know, it's hard. I mean, anytime you get rejected in any capacity, it's hard. Like whether it's rejected for a job or an audition or a guy or a girl, you know, it's, it's not ever something that's like good to hear, but it's always something that you learn from and you change from if you, if you let yourself. And I really try to do that work <laughs> over the last mm-hmm. like, year and a half. So, you know, seeing myself and I, you know, I turned 28 in February and I, so by the time the show came out, I was like a few days later, I turned 28 and I was 26 on the show. And it was just hard to watch me myself go through that. And mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, just, watching myself like kind of have, I mean, I was having a panic attack. Like I was not, you know, that was not, I was not fake tears or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which I mean, everyone if you've ever had a panic attack. I don't know, but I mean, everyone has them differently. There's different levels of it. So, I mean, that one, I really just felt like I was talking, you know, I was just talking to one of the producers and they're just, you know, asking me questions. They're trying to get stuff out of me to talk about, but I just kind of like broke down. I was just so tired and so like emotionally drained. And like, you know, I just had so much anxiety about the whole thing. Cause I kind of had a, a I kind of figured it wasn't going to be me that, you know, that day. And, um, like the night before I did not sleep at all. Like I literally had maybe two hours of sleep and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like, an, we were just the day of our like engaged or not kind of day. I knew he still hadn't even made his decision and like until maybe a couple hours beforehand is, you know, I think what he was dealing with there. So it was just kind of like at this point, if you don't, I mean, I know it's only been a short amount of time, but you know, at that point, Amber had kind of told me some things he said to her and I was like, okay, he's saying the exact same things to me. Great. (laughs) 
Um, then, you know, find out about stuff he said to Jess. And at that point, it wasn't really like much. It was more like a me and Amber thing um, than Jess really at all. She had her own little love triangle going on. Um, but, you know, it was just. I just realized he was saying a lot of the same things to us. And I know now, like, reasoning behind that. But it's just at the time, I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, no. he's really just out here saying the same things to everybody. So I was, like, upset. I was angry. I was hurt. I was, you know, like, wanted to run away. <laughs> and, like, you know, I I couldn't. I had to. I couldn't run away. I had to face it. There was zero distraction to keep me entertained. I, you know, I realized how much I focused on distractions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was weird. And, you know, it is what it is. But it was, it was definitely hard to watch. Like, I cannot even, every time I watch that little scene of me crying and all that, I get a little emotional. <laughs> well, yeah, but, that, was such yeah. A, that was such a real intense level of vulnerability, you know? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was real. I mean, you could see that, that that was real. Those were real emotions for sure. Yeah. I mean, even when I was talking to him, the final, like, you know, boy-bye situation, my little hair flip, and all that, mm-hmm. which I did not. I Even right after, people were like, what did you say to him? Oh, my God. And, like, he's crying. What did you say? And I was like, I don't even know. Like, even right after it was happening, I just, my brain was just fried. And I really don't even know what I saying I like you know I don't know again I don't know if y'all ever had like anxiety attack panic attack yeah. like that but you can kind of feel it I, for me at least like I definitely like when I was in there talking to Burnett I walked in already having like all this anxiety built up and like you know just when he said it it was like when he said like it's not you is so almost like a relief I guess but I was really trying not to cry in in the pod with him um, I just didn't want, you know, to give him that, I guess. And when I, when I got up, um, you know, I was like, whatever I said, uh, I hope you have a great life or something like that. And then I was trying, you know, I was like trying to be dramatic, but I feel like I was, I'm just like naturally that kind of person. I think <laughs> I got to, you know, trying to be dramatic and like slam the door, you know, but I was like, okay, he can't see me. So I got up, said that whole, like, hope you have a nice life. And then I said, I'm walking out the door because I was like, crap, I realized <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm leaving. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, like, it's a, it's a yeah. bizarre, it's a bizarre situation. You don't even have, it's like you yeah. don't even have the validation of having them watch you, like watch <laughs> you react, you know, like, yeah, yeah I, right. Yes. Oh, I, and I it was only... a different level kind of a rejection, um, just because it's a level of rejection that most people probably won't experience, which is, I'm grateful for that. Um, but it was weird because it's not like he could be like, oh, Amber is more my type, like she's hotter, you know, whatever. It was me like being vulnerable, being my most like myself and thinking that I have this connection with this guy and like he... I know we had other connections with other people, you know, we knew that, but just the connection that we had, I was like, how could I be so wrong about that? And it was more, it just hit a little different because it was like more personable or more personal, I guess. Um, It was like my, my core personality that he was kind of not wanting and not just like, Oh, Amber's hotter or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that no, it's actually really that's such an interesting point you made because it's something that I was thinking about a lot, and I don't know if this is you know 
just as, I guess as a woman or I guess really anyone, but I can only speak from the perspective of a woman, obviously, you know, you're so, I feel like we have this tendency to, because of society, be so kind of focused on our looks as the way of if if people are attracted to us, right? Like there's something so constantly in our heads and this, what, that wasn't the thing here. That wasn't even a, you know, superficially, that was totally out of the equation which is a totally yeah. different level of kind of vulnerability. And I, I, yeah, that really resonates with me, what you're saying. Yeah, no, it was uh, definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you were watching it back, um, seeing both, you know, his conversations with Amber, Jessica, et cetera, like, does it now, do you, are you now kind of like, oh, duh, like that makes more sense for them? Well, even even just knowing them the last year and a half, you know, we all live in the same area. So, like, I met him a couple months after they stopped filming. Um, and obviously, I knew Amber, too. But in my head at the time when it was going on, I was like, me and Amber are so different. I don't understand. Like, if he's telling me this stuff, like, either he has no idea what he wants or is not going to propose at all to anybody or, like, I'm way off or something, you know, and and. So, because we are very different, me and Amber are a lot the same, but we are a lot very, we are very different. And so, um, which is why I love her also, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just being friends with them outside of the pods too. Like I've obviously gotten to see it firsthand. Like they're, they are such a good couple. Were you attracted to Barnett at all when you saw him in person? Um, I will say if I had seen him, I'm not that he's a, not, he's a good looking guy, but I, He's just not my type, really. Um, if I would have just met him out randomly, I probably would have never... We probably would have like, joked around or something like that, but that was... I probably wouldn't have ever, like, approached him or anything like that, you know? Um, right. I don't know if he would approach me or... I don't know. But for him, for me, I think now... I mean, obviously, he's married, so I don't say I'm too mad about it, but, like, I think he's just a more attracted person to me now because I met him in the pods. And right. I think that's right. pretty cool. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's how it is. I don't, like, I know that if I met him, if we had gotten engaged and I had met him, I would have thought he was attractive just because I was already so attracted to his personality. Um, right. Yeah. So it's hard. It's different when you know people. People become more attractive or less attractive the more you get to know them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's almost hard to look at them objectively now once you have that sort of, like, emotional <laughs> connection. Yeah, no, it makes total it sense. I think this is the most fun I've ever had, I think. I think it is, too. Like, I think this is genuinely the best time, like, you've ever had. Like, again, I'm having the time of my life, but you, I know this is just another level. When I, when I was interviewing Jeanita, I was upstairs, and I the service was so bad. I don't know what was going on, and I went into my dad's room, like, it, you know, at the couch at the end and he walked upstairs not knowing that I was on a call you would have thought I was on the phone with the fucking vice president I was like I, I muted it I was like don't say a word Jeanina's on the phone <laughs> oh my god that is so funny I was like I felt like I was speaking to royalty and I was like if you mess this up I swear to god I mean how weird is it doing this at home Julie, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I, I have a walk into my kitchen today and be like, okay, I need everybody to be quiet because I'm on the phone with Nick Lachey. My mom's like, what are you talking about? I know. It's like, what? I was like, I'm sitting in my bed interviewing Nick and Vanessa. I'm so confused. What is happening? I don't know. 
You know something, Julie? We're going to look back on this and just be like, wow, this was a bizarre time for everyone. It really was. I mean, it really is. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Thank you for letting us do this content because truly it's my dream come true. And I promise you, if I can get Jessica on the phone, I will. We (laughs) We probably could have gotten more people, but I wanted to get it out. And this may just have to be, a you know, an evolving thing. And you know what? I'm so fine with that, aren't you? Oh my God, so fine with it. <laughs> okay, we love you guys. We will see you next week or on Friday and then next week. Bye.